Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name's Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Project Sports. My name's Tim Doyle. Welcome to the show. Um, yeah, some big news has dropped in Europe uh, involving European soccer, Champions League, Premier League, La Liga. I'm sure you've all have heard if you're into uh, soccer, the, the European Super League uh, just came out with a statement saying that 12 teams have signed up and are ready to go and they're going to start a competition in August uh, this upcoming year. Super quick. And it's been it's kind of in a weird spot and a weird position. So uh, Caleb and I have been, who was on a couple weeks ago, we've been talking about this all night and we're just like, Hey, we need to get on this and talk about the story. It's huge. It's blowing up everywhere. It's, it's really affecting the soccer world. And a lot of people have questions and UEFA and FIFA are acting a little crazy. The super league's acting a little crazy and we'll find out who comes out on top, but we'll break down some of this stuff for you and we'll talk about it. What's going on, Caleb? Welcome to the show again. Yeah, glad to be back. This, this whole, uh, soccer news, the soccer world is up in flames right now. So it's happy to jump on and, and give our thoughts. It's crazy. I get, you know, I, I really think that there's like a massive influence from UEFA, FIFA and the Super League trying to convince certain people right now. I think FIFA and UEFA surprisingly is winning the English fans over. Um, I don't really have a good grasp on like maybe what Spanish uh, people in Spain are thinking or. I know the German teams did not sign up for this, but then there's also been statements from Real Madrid's owner saying, uh, Flor- uh, Florentino Perez saying that they haven't even been asked yet, neither has PSG. So there's like back and forth saying that they were asked from the UEFA side and Real Madrid's owner saying that they weren't asked. So to give people some perspective of what's going on here is uh, Real Madrid's owner has decided to be the chairman of this, what we now are calling the European Super League, and has three vice presidents underneath him, which would be Arsenal's owner, Manchester United's owner, and uh, Liverpool's owner. And they've decided to make this uh, league as a midweek game. As from our understanding of what Caleb and I have read, that it will just be sort of replacing the Champions League, but it wouldn't be run by UEFA and FIFA. So obviously that they're upset about that. In light of, in lieu of, this weekend, they were supposed to come to terms, and today, on Monday, they were supposed to release the new format for Champions League, which did not happen today because of all this hoopla of what's going on. Actually, actually, just to cut you off real quick, I think they did come out with a new updated format for Champions League. Oh, they did actually release it? I, I think they did release it, yeah, but I, I just read a little bit of the details, not too much, so I don't want to speak, <laughs> I don't want to speak too much about it, but I, I saw that they did come out with some new format but the the super league uh teams i guess owners have want nothing to do with it from what i read yeah and i guess like i guess we could say so uh, i stand definitely corrected but it feels like it's doesn't even matter at this point because everyone's so consumed by this announcement of the super league the day or the night before this all goes down and a lot of people are in an outrage because of it setting off arguments across the Premier League between players and coaches and owners and people calling each other out. I don't know if you've seen some of the Jamie Carragher and um, what's the other Phil Neville. They're they're always yeah. on Sky Sports talking and they're going back and forth. And there's an argument pretty much between uh, Jurgen Klopp and and uh, um, uh, some of the players. And it's just it's very very interesting to see all this go down. 
And where where let's let's gauge with you, Caleb. What is your stance on this entire thing? Are you for or against, in simplest terms, the European Super League? Sure. So my quick my quick initial reaction, and this is super fresh to me. I'm just now reading about it as of like an hour ago. So my instant reaction is I'm I'm actually for it. I know it's probably the minority right now, from what I've been seeing on on social media and things like that most people are against it but i don't know it seems to me like these these super teams since we'll call them the super teams because they're calling it the super league so the you got the real madrid barcelona manchester city man united liverpool all the all the big clubs that everybody follows around the world are deciding to come together and basically say screw you to uefa and fifa like we don't need you guys for the champions league we can do our own thing and to me, they're kind of just looking out for themselves. They don't, they're don't. they sick of carrying the little clubs and carrying the revenue for the little clubs as far as Champions League go, goes. And they, I feel like they think they can just build a better product, build their own thing, and not have to, not have to answer to UEFA, I guess. And honestly, like, who am I to say don't do that? Like, I, I'm for that. Like, if you guys can go and build your own product, then go for it. I don't know. Yeah, and I think for years, I mean, all of us have... I mean, collectively, everyone in all of soccer has hated some of the decisions and stipulations that UEFA and FIFA have made. And you'd think that there'd be an overwhelming feeling for this, but I guess it didn't come out the right way or it was proposed the wrong way. And I think a lot of people, especially in England, have were blindsided by it and are really scared that they're going to lose their entire culture of soccer within within England, which is big. But we touched on a little bit about... Um, I was I was explaining to you the TV contracts and and how England it's, it was very difficult to even watch games and most of the time they'd have either if there were games on Saturday like uh, some of the older guys that would go to the pub or or um, just on a Sunday morning they would watch highlights from the next day but they would they would treat that as normal like you know for us in America when we watch the the NFL we we want to watch the big game no matter what it is we have access to it or you can at least pay for it. There, there's not any of that there in England. It's very, very different. I lived there for three years, and it is not like that at all. And it's very, I think that's why there's such a bad taste in their mouth for what's going on, because they've made bad TV contracts, streaming contracts. They they haven't done their due diligence, and they're tied in with UEFA and FIFA, and now the big clubs are sick of it, and now they're going to sign up. So initially, I was watching last night a lot of YouTube videos uh, on British media, BBC, um, Sky Sports, watching them react to it. And they were they, everyone was against it. Former players, coaches, players who won the teams, everyone was against it. Even today, there was a, um, there was a team that showed up, uh, Leeds against um, Liverpool today, and they wore Champions League. They wore white shirts over their warm-up jerseys and said Champions League, and then under their big letters, it said earn it. And it just uh, on the back of it said football is for the fans. I just feel like they think that they're under this massive attack, but they're not really seeing the true potential or letting the details come out of what this actually is or could be. So I think patience is probably the biggest thing that, you know, people need right now. And they're not, they're not doing it. They're, they're kind of just freaking out. Like all of them, it's crazy. You can watch YouTube video after YouTube video of every single media in England freaking out about this entire thing. Probably, probably thinking in the back of their head that the Premier League is probably dead where it kind of seems like we've kind of read that domestically these teams will still stay in. So what's the big deal? So it has to be a jockey position of billionaires. And a big major point that they brought up was 
money trickling down for like four hundred million dollars a year trickle down to the smaller clubs um, in revenue. But if they're still playing within the in that league and they're generating cash from the Super League, what, what's the difference? As long as though, I just think that they hate the idea that those clubs can't get relegated. But in reality, they're probably not like like Arsenal struggles. Like they've struggled the last three or four years, but yet they're still in the middle of the table every single year, right, Caleb? Like it doesn't. Right. They they are in the middle of the pack. It doesn't matter. Like they still have great players. They're never going to go anywhere. They're never going to. They're never going to go down to the EFL. It's just not going to happen. So therefore, it's like that's that's kind of all this is is promoting the top leagues. I mean, you can't sit around and say that. I heard another thing too. Check this out. <laughs> I heard them saying. Oh yeah, I don't want to watch PSG versus Liverpool or Manchester United versus Real Madrid, you know, on, on a weekly basis. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to watch the best talent in the world? You want to watch Real Madrid play someone from the bottom of the table? Get out of my face! No, you don't. You yeah, want to I'm, see the best of the best play against each other? I saw the same thing. Who was it? It was a player who said that. I think I want. I think it was Herrera or someone who said a quote was like. The the special thing about the Champions League is that you get to see like Madrid versus Liverpool like once or twice a year, and that's it. That's what makes it big. And I don't know. I I totally don't agree with that. You no. want to see that every week. Like this Super League, honestly, sounds just like the the league itself sounds amazing. Just having a league where it's like it's basically the Champions League on st- on steroids. On I guess steroids, pretty much. Which that to me that sounds amazing. I know like all the details and all the um, trickle down effects from it. And that I'm like not totally sure on, but just as a pure fan of soccer, like seeing those games every year, every single week would be would be amazing. Yeah, and then I, another funny take I heard someone say: I think they're just they're literally so hot and bothered by this entire thing, they're not thinking clearly. I heard another uh, commentator. This was a form two former players speaking to one another. I can't remember. I watched so many videos last night. I wish I could have kept track of who said what, but. They were talking about uh, the fans, uh, the fans having to travel multiple times a year. Like, you know, these fans give everything to this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you're in Europe. Like, the only people who really have to get on a plane is probably the Brits, but they can also take the Euro tunnel. But it's like, but mainly in Europe can pretty much travel wherever they want. What do you, and they all have access to go to these countries. The only one that doesn't because of Brexit is England right now. But besides that, like, as far as traveling fans to go see, like, come on. Then don't travel to the games, and, and home teams should be predominantly in the stands anyway. Like that's how that's how it works, you know. At least at most major sports across the world, like your home team fills the stadium, whereas you know in soccer you kind of see an entire dedicated section where seats are sold to the away fans. Well, that's not always how it is in every single sport. So that's another one of those things that I feel like they need to get over. Like <laughs> you're, you're living in the past way too much. Like your fans don't always have to be there. And have that giant section. Yeah, is it cool? But it's something you can give up if you can't make it like that. Or I'm I'm pretty sure they'd still do it. And I just think that it's a little bit over the top. I, I did at first, like I, when I was watching the videos, like I felt bad because a lot of their nostalgia of like their British soccer, you know, for the past 150 years, it was created there. And they they got, they do they have a lot of great passion behind what they believe in, but at the same time, I just feel like they're not ready to let all these things go. I, I was, I mean, I thought about it. I was like, yeah, I want to see Liverpool play against Everton. And then I thought about it more and I was like, you know what? You know, I, I mean, I could really do without that because it's really not it, like, yes, it's a big rivalry. But at the same time, it, you know, Liverpool just wins most of the time. 
almost almost every year now. Yeah, but real, real quick though, like the the one thing that I'm still not quite, I'm still confused about is I don't see the I don't see the controversy because Liverpool is not leaving the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Those games against Everton, those derbies are still gonna happen every year. Yeah, see, I was so brainwashed so, last night where I kept th- I keep thinking that that's exactly what it is because of how they were speaking about it. But no, like from from what I from what I read, these twelve teams that they're gonna expand to fifteen are gonna remain in their domestic leagues. They're not leaving the Premier League. They're not leaving La Liga or they're not leaving uh, Serie A in Italy. They're staying in those domestic leagues and they'll still play those leagues like normal just the midweek game is going to be a super league game not champions league or whatever league else there and yeah so pretty much this is just uh, an entire face in front of them so like i i what i think is happening is that uefa and fifa are telling the british media push back on this as hard as possible because obviously i mean i read the same exact thing you did but the way i'm hearing it from them is much different. Like, like even David Beckham came out with a statement. I'm just going to read this to you. And it, it just sounds like that England football is over. Let me read this out loud. If someone who loves football, it has been my life for as long as I can remember. I loved it from when I was a young child as a fan. And I'm still a fan now. As a player and now an owner, I know our sport is nothing without its fans. We need football to be for everyone. We need football to be fair. We need fair competition based on merit. Unless we protect these values... The game we love is in danger. I mean, it, it, that's what it comes off as, is like it's destroying all like the what, leagues below it. But how would it be doing? What, it? Are, we, what are we missing? I don't, I don't it's know. Just, it's just more of like a season built in. It's like Super League transforms like from the Champions League to Super League. As, as far as our understanding of like what we're reading, it's a midweek game replacing the Champions League. The only difference is FIFA and UEFA won't have control over it. So I feel like they're dictating the players all around them to say these stuff, to say this stuff. And yeah, they're completely I mean, and, wrong. And, and you touched on this a little bit. The The big thing is, though, is this, these 15 teams will have a permanent spot in this Super League. That's mm-hmm. the one thing that when we were talking earlier, um, I was a little iffy on. But I think that's the thing where like or the whole earn it, Leeds United coming out with the earn it shirt mm-hmm. where you have to be in a top four or five spots or whatever of your league to make the Champions League. Where in this case, Arsenal was like, what, ninth place? They don't have to. They are always in the Super League, I yeah. guess. That's the one part that I don't necessarily agree with, but but you know, they're just trying to get the biggest clubs, biggest biggest um names out there and put them in this league and it's basically screw you UEFA, screw you Champions League. Like you guys are not doing it for us. We're going to do our own thing. We can do it better. Is what I that's that's the way I am seeing it. So, do you think that this is like okay, so say if I'm a businessman, I'm making a proposition to someone, I overplay my cards and I say, hey, this is what I'm going to do, but it's way more than I actually expect. Do you think that's what this may be? Like, hey, Euro- European Super League, 15 teams aren't going to relegate. The five can play in from the other domestic leagues. Deal with it. But then, like, when they come to the talking table, they go, okay, yeah, well, we just wanted the Super League. Agree to it, and then everyone can be relegated, and it's fine. Do you think it's that sort of play? That's what, I, that's what I'm hoping for, actually, because that makes the most sense to me, where... What I was saying earlier, my idea to you was have those these initial fifteen teams, or they're going to expand it to twenty. Initial twenty teams join the Super League for maybe a couple years or whatever, so that you know they agree to join. They'll get their money. Obviously, behind all of this is money. Like, let's not let's not kid ourselves here. And and then yeah, then have a regular 
like regulation like everyone's accustomed to where the bottom four you don't just get a spot like if real madrid some some reason gets in top the bottom four like sorry you can't come back next year yeah you that earn that, it. that would be the most fair thing and it's basically like i said like re- you replace the champions league right now if real madrid doesn't make it in the top three or i think three of the la liga they don't make the champions league obviously that never happens but <laughs> if it did they wouldn't be in the champions league so that's the one that's the one part where I can see the um the discontent and like people kind of freaking out about it but I don't know to say soccer is over and that these clubs are dead and all that like and calling these billionaire owners greedy and money. here's the well, thing here's the thing Caleb I don't think like I think because we have the NFL and the NBA we have always been used to the idea of the same teams being in the same spot and for like these owners it seems like they're trying to create that plus provide a better product to us to be able to watch every single Super League game of the best top players in the world. And I really don't think that they understand, like as far as at least the Brits in English soccer don't get that. Like I live there. Like I don't think that they understand that. And it's really, really annoying because it's like they're calling these billionaires greedy. Yes, I'm Sometimes I can be against billionaires and people making greedy moves, but I really do genuinely think they're trying to make a better product. Like, John Henry is the owner of the Boston Red Sox. Do I like all of his business decisions? No. But did he make the Red Sox better? Yes. We've won uh, three championships since he's been a part of the organization. He's turned things around. He took over Liverpool. They've won more now. I mean, this is how things go. I think that they need to just be patient and listen to what this has to offer. But I don't know if we'll get that, you know? (laughs) I don't think I don't think we get that. Yeah, that, I I'm with you, man. This I'm I'm very interested to see how this um, pans out and the next I guess the next steps. They're saying they're already saying that the teams that are in currently in the Champions League that's part of the Super Super League, so uh, Madrid, Chelsea, and Man City are gonna just get like expelled from yeah, Champions League from Champions League, which is which is hilarious. Yeah, but. way to ruin your in, your own Champions League. Let's just let's just let's just ban our product, which is very strange. I think it was just like a harsh move. It's like, did you think that one through? Oh, they're like UEFA and FIFA are coming out like firing against against this. They are not holding anything back. No. And just wanted to touch on the FIFA coming out and saying any players that participate in Super League will not be allowed to play for their international teams. So World Cup, um, Euro League. So. It's, this, this, that, it's crazy. I think that that part is more of a disgrace than anything that has come out at all. You're denying the opportunity based on your own greed because you want to keep the contract with the Champions League to ban players from playing in a World Cup or in a Euro if they play in the Super League. That is the mo- like that is honestly the worst thing that's come out of this, and that's coming from FIFA and UEFA. Do you agree with that? Oh yeah, of course. They're- at the end of the day, if they go through with the Super League, UEFA and FIFA, um, by association, are they're set to lose millions of dollars because they no longer control the Champions League. They no longer control the that revenue that's coming in. So yeah, they're outraged. They're gonna do everything they can to stop this from happening. I, yeah, I kind of agree with you. They they must be doing something where they're they're telling British media and all all the media to kind of like push back as far like as much as possible on this. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got another one for you. I got a question because this one, do you think this was a weak 
or a smart move by the Tottenham Hotspurs. I don't know if you saw this because you said uh, you weren't really following what was going on, but Jose Mourinho got fired this morning or last night in the wake of all this like launching. Now I get like you can fire a manager, but I just think it was like timely. Like it could be kind of smart, but at the same time I was like, uh, first of all, I don't think, I just don't think that they give managers long enough to get settled into a place to like really grasp, like especially Jose Mourinho is a great coach and you're, and he, he only had spent 15 months with the Spurs and now he's fired and you did it in light of this story. Do you think it was smart? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm, this is the first I'm hearing of it. I, yeah, yeah, I've been they, like they snuck the, it under the radar after the exactly, story blew up. Exactly, I've been off the grid today, so I have no idea what's been going on. But but yeah, it seems like if they were going to do that anyways, and they're trying to, I guess, detract like this. Everyone's already distracted by the super league super league announcement that yeah, sneak this in, and no one's even no one people are going to question you, but no one's going to be thinking about. Uh, was it Mourinho getting fired? They'll, they'll come to that a few weeks later when this all settles down. Yeah, I guess. yeah. But yeah, it's pretty pretty sneaky of them, I guess. It is. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say a weak move. I say that's I don't know, kind of smart. smart. Smart move. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel similar. I just wanted to get your take on that. So uh, I got another one for you. So with this Super League, let's say it proceeds forward. Do you think that they get Brescia, uh, Brescia Dortmund, and Bayern Munich on board? Do you think that they'll they'll turn like they've said no for now? Supposedly. Real Madrid's owner says that he hasn't even asked them yet, but they are saying that they they said no, so I don't know who to believe, but whatever. Do you think eventually those two clubs will get on board? I I think so. I mean, if this actually follows through, and I don't know, I, I think there's going to be a lot, so much pushback that I, I'm not convinced that Super League is actually going to happen at this point. Mm-hmm. But if it does, I would, yeah, I would think Bayern Munich does not want to get left out because at the, at the end of the day, all the big, big-time players, all the world-class players are going to want to play in the Super League now. And like, they'll, they'll uh, risk losing their own players on their team. It, they'll Exactly. Because yeah. now, like, all the players, that's what they do now. If your team doesn't make the Champions League, they're like, okay, I'm going to, like, I'm leaving to another club that is in the Champions League because that's where I want to play. That's the biggest tournament, club tournament in the world. Um, I want to be part of that. So they're going to, they, if they don't, I mean, that's going to be a big risk for them to lose their top players, I think. And... Dortmund as well. I mean, I think Dortmund will just honestly, if Bayern goes, they'll probably just follow. Yeah, that's such a great point, especially where it's like it, it's so true because the players, like every game they play in in the Champions League, they make extra money, like big bucks as a player. So that's why they want to play in those games. Their their value is even higher than what their contract says because they're being paid to play in those games. So they're going to want to. So I would leave if I was the top player in Germany. What am I going to do? Just sit in the Bundesliga? And just win the Bundesliga every year, like that's just—it's not fulfilling as a player. It won't happen. Like if it actually gets formed, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of pushback on this for sure. Like you said, I think that it may not happen, but if it does, we'll see. And I think PSG will definitely be on board too. I don't really know. That yeah, the PSG thing is, is interesting to me because from from what I read, the president. Yeah, would you read on it? I, don't, I have no idea what's going from the, on. The president of. Um, PSG. I'm trying to remember what his name is right now. Nasir El. Oh yes. Kalafi. Yes. He has like a a seat in the UEFA executive committee. I guess is what I read. So he's part of UEFA, which is obviously against this, like as much as they can be. So 
I don't know. I think he's kind of stuck in the middle right now. I'm not, I, I don't really know. He probably came out against it because he kind of has to at this point because he's on the UEFA board or whatever. Yeah. So, but I don't know. That's another club that if it happens, they don't want to be left out. Like, yeah. They, like, the, the two they best have young players in the world. Exactly. Like, at that point, if they do that, like, Neymar and Mbappe are gone. Like, they're not going to stay in PSG because they're. Because obviously they're not there for the French league. No, let's be let's be real. They're there for Champions League. That's the only reason. I can't stand the French league. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> but that yeah. So like, I th- I feel like if it if it goes through, they're gonna be they're kind of they're gonna be forced to join. I think or just be left out and just be a regular another regular team in the in the French league that like no one's gonna pay attention to. Yes, and, and so for like the casual fan who's listening to this podcast, and you may not understand maybe everything that Caleb and I are talking about, pretty much like the reason why that we think this, you know, should happen is because, you know, for the last like 30 years now with all these leagues, like especially in La Liga, Serie A, and the Bundesliga, there's like two to three, maybe four teams that can compete in 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 La Liga, it's really two, and sometimes every you know few years, three with Atletico Madrid. And then in the Bundesliga, it's just two, and they'll have teams that pop up. But really, by money and by law, I mean, they're always going to be in the mix. It's just weird to I've, – I've always thought it was weird in soccer. Like, I love soccer, and I love the relegation system, but it does get hijacked by other teams never really going to the top. Like, like for football, so for example, the Patriots just lost – Tom Brady, right? So when the when the best player on their team goes away and he retires, other people take over. Like you don't always just stay on top. Not only that, they were probably the best in what? Probably the entire NFL, like one of the top dynasties in the NFL, and they lasted 20 years or so and they won six titles out of the 20 years. Like and that's the most that's ever happened. So like as far as a monopoly, I would say you know, Liverpool, Manchester United. Remember Manchester United when we were younger in our teen years? I mean, they won like every year. And Chelsea, like they won the Prem every year. Like, what is the point of that? that that's, that's the part I've always hated. I get like all the best players are, but they all just go to those teams and they stay successful. So why not just merge them all together? I do love this idea. I just don't like the non-relegation part. Put them all in there and see how it plays out. Maybe they'll change their stripes. Maybe they won't. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. I think the big thing, that, like the reason why there's so much parity in the NFL for like, like you said, like next year or like two years from now, the Jaguars could be a top team and then like nobody would be surprised by that because yeah. that happens regularly in the NFL. And I mean, the big reason is there's a, there's a cap. There's like, you can only spend so much money on players mm-hmm. where in soccer, there's no cap. You can, there's no cap. The team, the, the richest clubs have the best players because they can afford to pay them the, the top dollars. So, And that's true across all of the soccer leagues. It's not just Premier League. It's all the top leagues in the world. That's the case. Um, there's no such thing as a, as a cap. So that's so because of that, that's always going to be the case. Like The top clubs are going to continue to be the best teams because they have the most money to get the best players. It's just it's going to stay in that cycle. So the bottom, the bottom teams, they're just fighting not to get re- relegated. I think so. Like it's, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that because there's there's really no parity at all in no. domestic soccer, domestic no. leagues. It's always the top teams. 
that's that's why I've always loved Liverpool because at least for some time they weren't bought out by a big owner, but even still, like they didn't always have the top players, and they were kind of like the under, underdog of the bigger teams in England, and then also in um, in the Championship, uh, sorry, the Champions League. So I, I that's why I always kind of like them, um, and they were really like a hometown feel kind of team, kind of like we have in in America with certain teams. That's why I always kind of gravitated towards them, but like. I could never be a fan of Manchester United because they just, they always seemed like they got the best player in Real Madrid and Barcelona. I always respected Barcelona because they, they brought up a lot of their players. Yes, they paid them well, but they farmed their players. I always respected them too. So it just, it's a very different world with soccer. I, I understand. I get it. But I think the, the reason why I was bringing it up uh, when we were talking about the American owners, I just think that they're having a massive influence on, hey, maybe we should do it this way because it works like this, you know, in our country with our sports. So eh, another reason why the tradition part of, of soccer may end, but it does have to transform. It's like, where do you go from here? It is kind of routine. Like year after year, we're seeing the same thing over and over, the same exact clubs going to the Champions League, different players, but for like 20, 30 years, it's around the same players. Whereas, like you said, you wouldn't be surprised in two to three years if that was a great point of the Jaguars make the Super Bowl. Like, you know, the Chiefs right now are, could, are like one of the top teams, but you, you look at them five or six years ago, they were not. And now they've, they're one of the best teams in the NFL. That's just how it works. But in you have to have literally the craziest 5,000 to 1 odds in Leicester City winning the Premier League that something like that has never happened before and now they're raised, but it's it's like I said, it's an anomaly. It's it doesn't it doesn't always work like that. And yeah, there's just going to be a lot of pushback on this. I hope things progress forward. I think we both lie in the camp of we like the idea, we want to see it go forward. We feel bad that old ways are dying, but screw it, we want the best soccer players to go up against each other on a week weekly basis. I mean, I think that that would be the best thing. Not only that, they're acting like it's so funny, Caleb. They act like. PSG will be playing Manchester United every other week. It's like, it's like, no, like there'll be 20 teams in this league. It's just the same as the other leagues. Like, what are you talking about? And they'll build, they'll build uh, what do you call it? Um, rivalries over time. Like they, they just don't want to let go of the past. I think. Yeah, for sure. I think there's still some more details to come on the actual format of the super league. Mm. From what I read, I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not sure it's going to be like a regular, um, domestically like Premier League where you have 20 teams everybody plays each other uh, twice one home one away like that sort sort of thing um, I, I wanted to look in more of the details but but at the end of the day yeah I, I totally agree it's like we want to see the best teams play against or the best players in teams play against the against each other mm-hmm. that's going to give out the best product and and yes I want to see that every week I don't want to wait for Champions League to see that once or twice, yeah, like that yeah. to me, that's a that's an awful that's argument. Person, personally, like, yeah, it is. Give me the best of the best every single week. Like, why not? Why not? Well, thanks, Caleb, for coming on the uh, podcast on such short notice and diving into this hot topic. I mean, normally I don't dive in, but this was a huge one. This was definitely a, a huge story. We had to cover it, so I appreciate you coming on and, and talking soccer with me. I really appreciate that, man. Yeah, for sure. It was a lot of fun. All right, guys, thanks for tuning into this episode of Project Sports, um, all about the European Super League. Um, you can catch it on Apple, Spotify, and you can catch it on the Project Sports.